Ciao! And welcome to the Frank Dot World Podcast. The podcast for Australian tween girls. Like me! Filled with amazing talent and awesome interviews. We're perfect for listening to in the car, on the way home from school, and wherever else life takes you together. I'm Francesca. I'm Brianna. And we're here to start your next conversation. So join us as we explore all things tweens love in one shiny podcast. Today's guest is Miriam Master. Miriam is a writer with more than 20 years' experience creating work for stage and screen. She wrote the stage adaptation of David Williams' best-selling book, The Midnight Gang. In 2011, she was selected by Sesame Workshop as the writer for Elmo's Tour of Australia, and her other TV credits include La La's Adventures, Blinky Bill, and New McDonald's Farm. She has also written over 80 episodes of Home and Away, and just this year has released her first book aimed squarely at the tween market. It's entitled Exit Through the Gift Shop. Marianne, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Francesca. Now, we usually start our podcast asking the author a little of their life and slowly working up to talking about their books. But I feel Exit Through the Gift Shop takes on such a big topic, we need to get to this straight up. At the heart of the book is a young girl with cancer, but the story is so much bigger, from bullying to social media to pimples and Persian tea. How did the story literally pop into your head? (laughs) Well, you know, actually, it didn't just pop into my head I have to say that it emerged over many years um like most people I've had you know people in my life who've battled cancer I've also been fascinated with the afterlife Mm -hmm. I've read more near-death experience stories than anyone I think um every one of them that is out there and my kids too were very interested and curious about the life beyond, and my youngest sure. one in particular, always was asking the big questions. So I knew that the big picture stuff, like facing your mortality, was something that most people were thinking about and more interested in, especially kids. So whether they were going through it themselves or they knew someone, you know, they had someone close to them mm-hmm. that was going through it, it was an experience that was shared. And of course, there's the bullying part of the story, and that also came from a very personal experience Mm -hmm. from me and so really I just the voice of Anna I have to say though that did pop into my head she just kind of came to me one day and started talking and I thought okay I'm just gonna write what you're saying Mm -hmm. hello getting to know you don't know you just yet so (laughs) I just started and you know she kind of took me on on a, a little journey as she navigated sort of her life circumstances and her illness and her bully and her challenges. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And so how did you pitch the concept to your publisher? You know what? I didn't do the pitching. Oh, delightful. I didn't have a publisher. Yeah. So this is, I'm a debut author. So this is the first book Mm -hmm. that I've written. But my wonderful agent, Tara, loved the book and believed in it from day one. And she pitched it to five publishers and there were actually three that were interested wow. and started to bid for it. So it was Fantastic. a very fortunate and lucky position to be in to 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 have, you know, as a debut author, to have a few publishers interested. So, sure. yeah, I didn't do the hard work. Of <laughs> I'm not very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now as a mother, you've got two young sons. Did you find it hard to write? You know, I noticed it, there were several paragraphs in there such as where, 
Hannah's mother was hugging her to sleep at night, stroking her hair, and those were the parts that broke my heart. Did you struggle writing it? Yeah, I cried in those bits. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I did. It was it was uncomfortable. It was sad. Um, and I think, you know, I could have stepped away uh, in those parts and I could have avoided those, but you just can't as a writer when you're writing a story. You kind of have to try and be true to it, you know, in, a, in as real a way as you can manage. Um, so, yeah, there's sort of you've got to be prepared for a bit of pain along the way. I did try to bring, you know, so much hope and humour into it because I think that, you know, what I was trying to get across in the book for kids, and you know, and it's whether it's cancer or bullies or just anything, you know, any kind of challenge, that hope and laughter and love and friendship and family will get you through anything. So, you know, I did want it to be a really positive. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and I think too that's part of loss or grief. It's that's why they call it the roller coaster of emotion. It's humor exactly. and heart and sadness and anger and grief and happiness. It's there's a yes. lot. And so being able to convey that in your pages I think was done so beautifully. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's inseparable, isn't it? Joy yes. and pain and sickness <laughs> and health, life and death. It's all the human in together. <laughs> Absolutely. You were just entering your tween years when you came to Australia from Iran. What do you remember feeling about the move? Do you know what? Um, thank you for asking that, Francesca. That was um, a, a tricky time for me. I came here as a refugee from Iran. So I felt displaced. I felt lost. I felt scared I also felt excited and happy and you know here was a new life so it was a real mixed bag of emotions it was it was tricky to navigate were you able to come with did you have brothers and sisters as well as your parents was there one sister I've got a sister okay. who's younger than me yeah the so four of us. you were both able to at least school together and start those new journeys with a buddy well as much as you can with your sister is four years younger mm, you know okay so, um I kind of wish we were twins because then we would have had each other all along. <laughs> yes. But yes and no. Yeah, yes and no. It was a bit tricky. Sure. Yeah. Anna in the book is half Iranian, but she calls herself half Persian because of people's opinion. Is that how you felt? It is, actually. It's not how I feel anymore, much older, but really I did when I was first when I had first come here, when I was a tween, because you know what, Francesca, racism is a real thing, unfortunately, you know, um, and I, I had just come from Iran. I didn't speak the language. I didn't look like anybody. I didn't fit. So kids were, you know, they were unkind. They were, <laughs> and, and Iran, you know, I mean, they didn't really know where it was from, which, which is totally fine. But, but, you know, what they did know is, you know, what you see in the news, which is, you know, at, at that time they were in a war and, you know, um, just everything you hear about it is sort of, you know, bombs and weapons of mass destruction. And, <laughs> yes. you know, it, you, it was easier to say Persian. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of Iranians actually say that there's a lot of stand-up comedians, Persian stand-up comedians who talk about this, you know, who say, we'd like to be known 
for Persian cats you know, <laughs> now and Persian carpets. It's so much nicer, than, you know. <laughs> sure. And so speaking about um, coming here and not knowing the language, how did you go from learning English for, as a nine-year-old mm. to having a career in writing? How, how did that progress for you? Well, you know, part of the perks of not really being accepted at school and not having very many friends was that I would just go to the library because it was a safe space. It was quiet. I didn't have to look like such a loner sitting by myself because that was kind of okay in the library. So I would sit in the library and I would just read. So taught myself how to read really and how to, you know, you just immerse yourself in the language and in the culture. And so I became enamored by stories and I would lose myself in stories just sitting okay. in a library and find refuge and happiness in books. So I just worked really hard. I just worked really hard until I mastered the language and then, you know, storytelling, well, anyone can do that. You just have to follow your imagination. Sure. I think it's a little more challenging than anyone can do it, <laughs> um, but certainly it's um, extra challenging, I think, if you haven't started with English as your first language. So it's all the more impressive. And so are you currently working on a new book? I am. Yes, Ooh, I am. Exciting. Are you able to share anything with us? Do you know what? I, I, can I or not? <laughs> How about is it for the tween because market? Can we ask that? It is absolutely for the tween market. And let, I'll tell you just a little bit. It is actually about the refugee experience among many other things. Wow. It's, okay. a, it's a deeply personal story, this next it. one. Fantastic. <laughs> and rough due to publish date? Next year it'll be out. Wonderful. So I've just, I've actually just handed in a publisher. So I signed a two book deal. So as soon as this one was out, I was <laughs> busy writing the next one. But, oh, well, yeah. congratulations. We will look forward to it with anticipation. Great. Thank you. You've worked a lot in writing for TV and the stage. How is writing a book different? Well, you know what, Francesca, it's much more personal. Yeah, there's just so much more of me in Exit Through the Gift Shop and certainly in the next one. I mean, that's not true of all authors, I guess. You know, if you're writing fantasy or dystopian, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it perhaps isn't as personal. But for me, coming from TV and TV, you know, you go into a show that already exists, characters that already exist, and you write for those characters. Or if you adapt for the stage, which is what I did, you take somebody else's book and somebody else's story and you retell it. So it's not as exposing, it's not as risky for me writing my own books and the kind of books that I do write are so personal. So it's... it's um Your heart on a page? Yeah. Yeah. Riskier, I guess, in that sense. More vulnerable. Yes. <laughs> um, so sure. what's a great piece of practical advice that you can share with our tweens? You know what? That last page, you've read the book, haven't you, both yes. of you? Yes. Yeah. I reckon that last page, I could almost read the whole thing. But um, that, that to me is the greatest advice, I think, that I could share. But really for tweens and girls especially is just believe in yourself back yourself, never give up and make it through anything and succeed and prosper and blossom and the world is yours. Absolutely. It's excellent advice in particular, I think, looking back on those tween years. If we'd yeah. been able to just believe in ourselves a little bit more, yes. I think many grown women would yes. agree with that. Absolutely. 
which is why what you're doing is so important. <laughs> Thank you. It, it is. And we're, we're very excited, particularly around the space of education. I think that's a true key. And fun. And fun, Francesca. Yeah. <laughs> but education in a fun way, I think, is very important. Absolutely. 100%. What are you reading at the moment? Do you know what? I'm a bit late to the game, but I'm reading this wonderful book. The book oh, thief. the book thief. Yes, Marcus Erzak. Yes, Mom I've read is his. A reader. <laughs> it's so good, and I mean, it's so old now. I should have read it years ago, but I just—I don't know why I never did. So that's what I'm. Have reading. you read his others? His later no, ones? No, oh, no, first, this is my okay. first. Okay, you're in for a treat. I know that it took him many years to write the next one, mm. so that makes me feel relaxed. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. After this one, I don't have to churn one out every year. <laughs> He no. took a long break. I can too. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a very good book, I must say. And so mm. tell us more about the magic of Persian tea. You do mention oh. it in the book a couple of times. Oh, you know what? I would love to have you both over for a cup of magic Persian tea. I wish you lived closer so we could do that. Um, you know what it is? It's, it's the combination of black tea, mm-hmm. rose water, cardamom, and a little bit of saffron that just – has a really magical quality. Something about saffron actually makes you happy. Do you know what saffron is? The yellow. I wish I did. I mean, this sounds <laughs> well, amazing. It's a yellow spice. Yeah. It's a spice that it's from Iran. It is so expensive. It is more expensive than gold. So you don't use a lot. Like it actually really, I'm not actually being, you know, I'm not exaggerating. It's more expensive than gold. Oh so you, you just use a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. It's very potent. You just put a little bit in your tea and oh, you got to come over. It's restorative for everything. <laughs> Cures yes. all ills. Um, it and does. That's what you wrote in the book, wasn't it? <laughs> Cures everything. Except maybe cancer, but everything else. I stand else. by it. I stand by it. <laughs> oh, I love the sound of that. When they open the borders again, is Iran where you want to visit first? Oh, do you know what? Sadly, I can't go to Iran. I came here as a refugee, like I mentioned before. So I was escaping persecution. So unless um, there's a sort of a change in government, I, I can't go back. That's a discussion wow. for another podcast but I haven't been back since I left and, and I won't be able to that's um, fascinating and so change. that's your whole family too I'm assuming mm-hmm. wow. that's right but okay. I do want to go and I do hold out for the day that that can happen but it won't be when the borders open unfortunately I would like to go to Paris <laughs> that was going to be well, my next question at least we have other countries and we don't yeah. just have Iran and Australia <laughs> Yep. Exactly. So, so many. So Paris it is, hey? I think so. We're going to Paris as well. We'll maybe see yeah. you there. <laughs> Go and have a croissant together. And some Persian tea. Mm, I don't know if you'll find that in Paris. Oh, we could true. try. We'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> now, as you mentioned earlier, spirituality and the concept of an afterlife is also a theme throughout the book. What did you want our young readers to think about when discussing those concepts? I think just... You know what I love especially about this this demographic of young readers is that they're open-hearted and they're open to anything. So I think that as we get older, as they get older, as we get older, we become jaded and there's so many things that you can't think about, can't say, can't do. And I, I love the fact that kids your age 
Frank, can you ask all the questions and why not? Why not ask all the questions? And that's what I wanted to do in the book is I just wanted to open that dialogue to say, why can't we talk about the big things? Why can't we talk about what there might be after this life? apart from what we see and we can touch, you know, what is there? Where do people go when they die? You know, these are the, the big things that become taboo as you get older mm, and people absolutely. don't really like to talk about. But kids don't have those filters yet and I think that's a beautiful thing and I just wanted to have that conversation. I didn't want to instill any of my own thoughts or beliefs. I just just wanted to open it up for them to be able to think about those things and talk about those things. And I agree, you, you certainly haven't um, placed any of your own feelings or beliefs into that element of the book. And where, you know, you've just mentioned that adults often have placed up taboos around these topics. I think sometimes as adults, we overthink how we're going to tell our children about these big topics, how we're going to approach them. And actually, the telling and sharing of the news is a lot easier than we actually think it will be because we've got all our adult blockers placed into the yeah. conversation before it started. So a book yeah. like this is a great stepping stone to those conversations. So I think it, it's a wonderful topic that as adults we might already be nervous about, but as you said, three publishers vying for it, it's a great piece even in the education space for our children to discuss. So it's mm, it's wonderful. And so furthering on from that, what do you wish there was more of in this world? I wish there was more kindness and understanding, yes. less judging, more listening and more love, more <laughs> love and more Persian tea. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's a beautiful phrase. And <laughs> if you weren't a writer, what would you be doing now? Oh, do you know what? I've always wanted to work in a florist. Imagine being surrounded by flowers all day and people buying flowers to give to someone and, oh, I just, that that's, see, look at me. I'm even wearing flowers today. I, I noticed. <laughs> we were just talking about flowers. You were? mum got some roses and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to be a florist designer. This looks exciting. <laughs> yes, you're constantly bringing people joy. That's, that's all you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. You bring joy. Exactly. And, and then I can give a free flower to the little kids. <laughs> exactly. To anyone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing joy and beauty. That's a great a hunt job. for a free flower. <laughs> now, we always end every interview with Frank's Fast Five. I ask the questions and you literally say the first thing that pops into your head. Ready? Okay. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. American hot dogs or Persian tea? Oh, Ooh, <laughs> I have to go tea, don't I? Persian tea. Although I do love hot dogs. Shakespeare or J.K. Rowling? I'm married to a big Shakespeare nerd, so he will not be happy if I say J.K., so I'm going to go Shakespeare. Good choice. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Oh. You know my feeling about cats. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you made it very plain. <laughs> Active wear or pajamas? Oh, where's Ball gowns. We, um, can, we can have ball gowns. Pajamas. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, pajamas. Okay. Books or TV? Books. Always. Excellent choice. That was mine too. Francesca wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for oh, coming. It's been such an honour and such a pleasure and it's so good to meet you guys and keep doing all your 
wonderful girl power work. Thank Love you. It. Thank you. And Exit Through the Gift Shop is a wonderfully fascinating, brilliant book, which we both absolutely adored. And I can't wait to see it further spread its wings and go wider and wider to, into this world. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you, Brianna. Thank, Thank you, Francesca. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Frank Dot World podcast, where we're all about educating and empowering tweens like me. To learn more or get involved, please go to www.frank.world. Bye. Mm.